everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And today we are here to talk Carolina Panthers hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady, Giselle, the kids, they're all going to be there. No, they won't. No, they won't be there. Giselle and the kids are probably somewhere in Paris or something like that. Yeah, wherever, <laughs> wherever Tom is not, that's where Giselle is. Uh... But we will be facing uh, the tied for first team in the NFC South. Yeah. Tampa Bay tied with the mighty Atlanta Falcons for number one in the, in the South. I mean, I had the Falcons as last place. I mean, mm-hmm. but look at what they're doing, man. I mean, they're they're showing out. They're competing every week. Uh, their offense, you know, they playing with Mariota at quarterback, you know, and different running backs because I think Patterson has been injured, but they're putting points on the board, something this off the Panthers' offense can't seem to do. With, well, in my opinion, that has more talent. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're, not, we're not talking the Falcons this week, but since we're talking the Falcons, uh, they have a coach that does interesting things on offense. Yeah. And plays to the strengths of his team. Whereas the Panthers have an offensive coordinator who has a playbook, and that's it. You will run these plays. I don't care what your skill set is. I don't care what the game situation is. These are the plays we're running. Yep. And uh, the Panthers are 1-5. and five. Well, we'll see. We'll see if anything changes, but, I mean, it doesn't look like that. But before... You know, on the flip side, the Panthers are only two games out of first place, Jerry. Yeah. You go on a little uh, bit of, run, of a run, and, and you win this game, then you're another game closer to the to the Bucks at least. I mean, as sad as it is, th- this team is still in it from a mathematical standpoint. This is what the rebuild was supposed to be ready for, yeah. for the fall of the Saints, mm-hmm. fall of the Bucks, and you were supposed to be primed. But unfortunately, we need to rebuild from our rebuild. Looks like, and I still think this team has. Well, we'll get into possible trades, and I. Mm-hmm. But I like the roster. I think there's great pieces on this roster for a future. But yeah, yeah. Well, before we get into it, let's talk a little bit of news here. Yeah, uh, quick tidbit: Sam Darnold and Bravion Roy are designated to return from IR. Championship. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey. Uh, Jerry, what are the chances that Sam Darnold is your starting quarterback in two weeks? I would say 80%. Yeah. Steve Wilkes did say that PJ will be starting this week and that Jacob Eason will be backing him up. Uh, so I don't know if that means, I'm assuming that Baker will probably be inactive. You could see Sam Darnold as like the emergency third quarterback in this game. I know they definitely want to get him some practice before they put him out there in, in real game situations, but I think it's quite likely that next week we're seeing Sam Darnold at quarterback. I, yes, 100% agree. Yeah. So, all right, well, you mentioned it a little earlier. Let's uh, let's kind of look at, we, we've seen Robbie Anderson traded. That mm-hmm. happened Monday. Uh, I do not believe that that is the last of the trades. I think we could see some other players traded. I think we could see some other players traded before Sunday. Honestly. Um, so Jerry and I are going to kind of look at the roster and, and talk about possible guys that could be traded. 
what we think the compensation should be or the, what the Panthers should be looking for and well, maybe where they could fit, you know. Yeah. Um, well, before we go get started to other players, let's let's talk about CMC. Let's talk about Christian mm-hmm. McCaffrey. I am fully do not want to trade him. I think getting rid of a playmaker like that and still eating cap space, unless it's like a really sweet deal, I don't think. And according to rumors is they've asked for two first round picks for him. Obviously, that's a starting negotiation plat. Right. But a first and a fourth or something like that, I could see them maybe doing it. Yeah, I think I would say that any any news that has come out saying that the Panthers either aren't interested in drafting these particular players, or they, you know, the conversation starts at two 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 number ones or whatever. I wouldn't take any of that with more than a grain of salt. It's all negotiating. Oh, yeah, yeah, Fitter, That's Fitter has already said he's taking every single call that comes in, regardless of who the player is. And why wouldn't you, honestly, take the call? Yeah, even if yeah. it's for Brian Burns, take the call because somebody might offer you three first-round picks yeah. or something just ridiculous. I bet you have to take the call. But, yeah, with, with CMC, I, I, I can't – I. Can't imagine two first round draft picks. If they got yeah. that offer, I think they have to take it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you got to think, too, even if we trade him, we're still on the hook for $11, $12 million for the next couple of years mm. for him. So it's not like we're getting this big cap savings. We are getting some. Yeah. But, and here's my question for those who are like, oh, trade him for a second or third round pick. Who are you going to draft that's going to replace Christian McCaffrey's production? In that, with that, look at what we pick in the second round. Terrace Marshall Jr. Yeah. I We traded a second plus for Sam the Garbage Darnold. I mean, this is what we're doing with the second round picks. And you want to trade away the offense right now for <laughs> that? Yeah, the guy that had 75% of the total <laughs> offense last week. Yeah, and I, li- I like that, Jerry. Where if you're going to trade a guy like Christian McCaffrey, like Brian Burns, like Derek Brown, like Jeremy Chin, you have to think about, okay, I'm getting a first-round pick for these guys. I'm getting a second, a third, a fourth-round pick for these guys. What am I getting with that pick mm-hmm. that's going to be equivalent to what I'm giving up? And with McCaffrey, I, I 100% agree. I think if you're not getting a first and I'm not talking like the 29th pick. I'm talking like you know a mid-teens pick, really, uh, or a first, a second, plus. Then I don't think you should do it. No, I think you have to get. Well, you have to get full value for anybody that you trade if you're the Panthers. There's no point. You know, we've talked about this before. There's no point in having the fire sale, right, where you're giving guys away on fifty cents on the dollar. That doesn't make any sense. You know, I. I understand the thought of trading some of these guys that have high value if you want to do a full rebuild, right? Mm-hmm. And that's up to Tepper and that's up to Fitterer if that's the direction they want to go. And I think we're going to see over the next couple of weeks if that's the direction that they're choosing to go because we'll see some of these trades. But and go ahead. I was going to say, and I don't think we have a good solid young core. That mm-hmm. that's. That's the biggest problem I have with doing a whole rebuild. And I I, I really like this roster. I, yes, there's P. 
pieces that need to be done. Quarterback being <clears throat> point one, two, three, and four. But the revamped offensive line looks solid. You got Icky over there on the left, left tackle. Taylor Bowden struggled a little bit this year, but Austin Corbett's looking really good, and you got him for a couple years. I mean, Moten, for, I think, is a good player, and I don't, I don't, I think his struggles that he's having now are temporary. Yeah, I, I again, I'm not trying to trade him away. Yeah. I just said right that type of situation, but. I wouldn't want just the Bills' first-round pick for Christian McCaffrey because you're looking at the 29th to 32nd mm-hmm. pick in the draft. Yeah. And look at the drafts previous. Look at those late-round, first-round picks. They're not typically – they don't typically pan out. Or if they pan out, they're solid starters. That's they're like – yeah, it's like if not, you're looking at, at that late in the first round – you know, there's a good as good a chance of a late first round pick booming as there is a mid second round pick or a early third round yeah. pick booming. Like that's they're all kind of the same opportunity of, of being a superstar. Christian McCaffrey is a superstar. Yeah, he is one of the rare superstars that the Panthers have ever had. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna give him up, I mean, if, if like let's talk the Bills because that seems like the the destination right the bills the chiefs and the rams i hear are I think the always chiefs, well the chiefs have a pretty good running game right now and the rams don't have any picks to trade so i well i don't think the rams make any sense from well the they Panthers have picks in the future because they never they don't they always like i don't think they have anything until like 2026 the first round that wouldn't surprise like me but i don't know yeah i, I think that's the case um, I mean, they have Cam Akers. They could throw Cam Akers in a trade. Do you want Cam Akers? No. For, for Christian McCaffrey? <laughs> like Cam Akers and a, and a couple of second-round picks? I don't think that that gets it done. Um, so I think it's the Bills, and I think it has to be like a first, a second, a fourth, and maybe a player. If, yeah, I don't if that's know. the direction you're doing. Yeah, I don't see the Bills doing that. That's a lot. I, I mean, I think, I, but... I think it's a lot, but I think it's it's... I think that's the value. If it, if was, it was say, me, that's if, what I would want. But if you put CMC on that offense with Josh mm-hmm. Allen being, because Josh Allen's their leading rusher. Yeah. You, we saw what happened to Cam Newton getting those hits constantly. Right. So they could, I think they could honestly maybe like overpay a little bit for Christian McCaffrey for that exact reason. Take those hits off of Josh Allen, you know, throw us back James Cook, throw us back a first, a second. Some other mid-round pick. I mean, I, again, I don't want to see Christian McCaffrey go, but if he goes, then that's the type of return I would want. Yeah. Um, let's move on because uh, everybody's talking about yeah. Christian McCaffrey. I'm avoiding any – I think DJ Moore, Brian Burns, uh, J.C. Horn, <clears throat> Derek Brown, those guys are not untouchable, but like you said, they need to back up a Brings truck, so I don't even want to really bring them out. Well, I do want to talk Burns because he's coming up on his contract year. Mm-hmm. He may want to be traded. He may look at this team and say, uh, where is this team going? Like, especially if they trade CMC or if they trade a, a couple other big names. I would not be surprised and I wouldn't really even fault Brian Burns for saying, I don't think I'm going to want to sign here long term. Well, he's coming up. They're going to have to pay him. They currently don't really have 
any cap space next year uh, to give him an extension. Yeah, they can. You know the. I mean, they can make they can fake. make it they can make it work. They can make it work. But I I, n- I no longer believe in the, <laughs> I the finally salary converted. cap. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I could see. I I mean, I don't. Again, I don't want it to happen. And if the, if it does happen, then it needs to be. I think it needs to be multiple first round picks for Brian Burns. He's one of the premier young pass rushers in the NFL. Yep. Uh, and he is still on that rookie deal. Again, he's coming up for an extension. And, and you could tag him twice. That That's right. the thing that I expect if he doesn't want to sign here. Be like, okay, well, you're going to get tagged twice. Sorry. Yeah, but do you want a guy that doesn't want to be here here? Yes. Especially if he's like publicly asking. What guys well, publicly ask I don't for s- trades? I don't see him publicly asking for a trade. You don't think I don't- man Lucci might be out there going... Man, my boy Brian, he's ready to get out of here, man. He does not want to be here anymore. I don't. I don't. I, I think he likes it here. I really do. I think he I think hates you really like him, and you are desperately hoping that that's the case. <laughs> well, no, I, I I read a lot of hype man Loki's yeah. or tweets and stuff like that, and he kind of was like, hey, quit putting stuff out there that's not true. That's not yeah. what he's saying. So... Well, hey, I, I hope that's the case. I do agree with you. I, and J.C. Horn's going nowhere. Um, Chin, I don't think they'd trade Chin. He's he's still got a couple of years left. Uh, however, Shaq Thompson, I think, is a real possibility. Shaq is my, not my golden boy, but he's my guy that I easily see targeted as a trade prospect because... He's 28 years old. He's got a pretty hefty contract that we would have to, the Panthers would have to eat the last the bonus, but it does lighten up next year. It would get like 15 million off the cap mm-hmm. next year. And honestly, I don't know if he is going to be here much longer. Like it just, again, he's reaching 30 years old. He could go to a team that needs some linebacking help. Plus, he hasn't been tackling that well this year either. So, I would yeah. like... I'm pulling his contract up right now. Do you have it in front of you? I have it in front of me. Okay. Right now, he is $13 million against cap hit. If we cut him, it would be 22 but, you know, we're not going to do that. We're going to trade him. Um, so, we're looking at... And next year, we'd have $11 million, I think, a dead cap against it for him. But... But we his cap hits twenty four, so so thir- free up thirteen mil savings of thirteen. Yeah, yeah, I could easily see that. What do you think that they could expect from Shaq Thompson <coughs> trade? I mean, third round pick, fourth. I would round say pick? I would say probably a third. Yeah, I don't. I mean, he's. I think his deal is a little prohibitive because he's being paid. Like a top ten linebacker, top five linebacker almost, and I don't know that he is. No, yeah, you're right. And again, next year they're going to be paying thirteen million, mm-hmm. which is not bad for a starting linebacker. Right. Yeah. His cap hits twenty four next year, though. Yeah, but we'd be paying eleven of that on the right, R- right, 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 right. So right, right. they would be. So. These, oh man, these these contracts are weird. But you know they're weird because this is what we're talking about with the cap being a myth. It's only a myth until you start trying to get rid of these guys that you've pushed this con these contracts back so far on. You know you've restructured and restructured and restructured and restructured, and all of a sudden if you trade them, you're on the hook for you know twelve, mm-hmm. fifteen, 
twenty million dollars, and the the guys aren't on the team, right? Yep. So that's the downside. So you really only want to push these contracts back of guys that you know are going to be here for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't. And again, his contract is, you know, thirteen million for Shaq Thompson. That's that's pretty reasonable, I think. Yeah, I do too. And it, he he's got veteran experience, starter, fringe Pro Bowl type of player. I could see he hasn't played it like this year, but yeah. I could see a team that's trying to make a push who needs linebacking help coming in, mm-hmm. giving us something for him. Yeah, you know, there's uh, and and what I was saying before, like the the cap hit of twenty five million, that's a little much, and I, and if he stays, I see them restructuring this yet again yeah, or giving yeah. him as an extension, you know, a two three year extension and and spreading that money out some. So uh, it'll be interesting to see, but. Uh, go ahead. I was going to say another person you brought up to me in our text chain that I didn't even think about, but absolutely should be a target for other teams. Left tackle Cam Irving or swing Mm -hmm. tackle Cam Irving. He's one year left on his deal. I believe it's $5 million. Linemen are hard to find. I don't Mm -hmm. believe in Cam Irving, but he has starting, starting, Experience. Thank you. I couldn't think yeah. of the word. <laughs> Sorry, I'm also fighting a cold right now. Oh, yeah. Starting experience, and he plays all right, especially if you need a guy who can maybe play left or right tackle, depending on the, your situation. And again, those playoff push teams, I could see them dealing him for like a five, fifth round pick. Yeah. I think that's probably the right price, fifth or sixth round pick for him. Um, and yeah, he's not really... He's not playing, obviously. No. You know, luckily, Icky. And even if Icky goes down, I don't want to see Cam Irving out there. I think you kick Brady Christensen to the left. Yeah. Tackle and... Put Michael Jordan or whoever in there. At Pat Elfline at left guard because they absolutely love him for some reason. Oh, I heard Elfline was dealing with an injury. We might see Bozeman this week. There we go. Another guy I was thinking, maybe Bozeman gets traded because he's only on that one-year deal. Hard to trade guys on the... Well, yeah, yeah, you're right. One one year deal. Uh, if a guy goes down and they need him, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, one other guy that I just kind of wanted to mention that I saw, uh, kind of talked about out there, Xavier Woods, safety. You know, he's on a three year deal, but it's very, very reasonable three year deal. He's like the fifteenth highest paid safety in the league. Uh, he's having a decent year. Yeah, he's yeah. actually actually been made some pretty big plays. Um, I think he'd have value. Again, I think you're probably looking fourth, fifth round pick type of return for him. Um, he has an out in his contract after this year that you could cut him with only about three and a half million dollar dead cap. But so, why would you do that when he's playing so well? Right, he's play, He played better than Jeremy Chin when Jeremy Chin was in there. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to make moves to get under the cap next year because they are thirty million over the cap, around thirty million over the cap next year. He could be a cap casualty, you know, just to save that $3 million, you know, if they draft a safety or, you know, who who knows what could happen next year. But, uh, yeah, Xavier was another guy I'd keep an eye on. Um, And I think, you know, kind of a mid-round pick would be his his price. Yeah. Anybody else you kind of wanted to talk about? 
No, not really. I'm I mean, looking here, Luvu definitely not. Yeah, I think Luvu is gonna get an extension or something as soon as he can. Etor. I could see Etor. He's been very disappointing. I could see you know if another team says, "Hey, we'll give you a fourth round pick for Etor. We think that we can make it work with him here." Yeah, I that... could see the Panthers doing that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, offensively, I don't know that there's really anybody else. Um, I could see them moving a quarterback if needed. One of the yeah, Darnold who, or Baker. Who's going to want them? If someone offered you a six-round pick for Sam Darnold, do you think he would stick around? Because I don't. I think they would move on. Uh, I, I mean, if someone offered a six-round pick for Sam Darnold, I would be thrilled. I'd be joyous. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't believe it. Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess if that if that happens, I, I mean, think you're you're talking about if a quarterback quarterback goes down, like, yeah, say hypothetically Dallas, that Dak doesn't come back, something's wrong with his thumb, Cooper Rush goes down, something like yeah. that type of scenario. Yeah, I guess I could see that. Um, Ian Thomas, what do you think his value is? No one's traded for that contract for him. Box of, box of chicken nuggets. Yeah. I don't think there's any uh, offensive linemen. I could see, like, Higgins. I could definitely see him as a, a guy that could get traded. Yeah. For a late pick, you know, sixth, seventh round pick, something like that, just to let him play somewhere. Yeah, you, uh, and you got to think, too, he's kind of sitting behind Chenault, TMJ, Shai Smith, and you got to think they're going to want the younger guys playing right now anyways. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I do hope we see some Chenault this week. I mean, I hope he's healthy, number Suppo- one. Supposedly that he is going to be out there this week. Good. Hopefully. I, hope so. I mean, you know how hamstrings work. I mean, they they always come and go. I have, I have no idea how hamstrings work. I'm not a medical doctor, Jerry. You just play one on TV. I just play one. I, I did stay at a <laughs> Holiday Inn Express last night. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um yeah, I think I think that's probably it. Could they trade Hecker? No. Why would they do something stupid like that? That's right. He is the MVP of the team. <laughs> <laughs> What's his deal? I wonder. Spark. I'm on. I'm on there. Hold on. Give me a second. Three year deal. Yeah, I wouldn't trade him. But all right. I wouldn't trade him either. But what if someone offered you like a fourth round pick for him? <clears throat> That'd be difficult. Be hard to say no to, right? Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the PFF grades from last week. We'll just skip through these really quickly because, well, let's be honest. It was a miserable game. Don't want to relive it too bad. (laughs) There's a couple of standouts, though, that we'll want to discuss. Offense, uh, CMC led the way with 76.6. Shocker. Austin Corbett continued to have a really good season, 65.5. Deontay Foreman, 65.5 as well. He only had 10 snaps, 5 passing, and 5 running. So, yep. Brady Christensen, 65. And Ian Thomas, 61.6. He finally blocked well on runnings. <laughs> yeah, it must be blocking because he sure as hell didn't do anything in the passing game. Uh, the lowest 5 for offense, Terrace Marshall Jr., 46. P.J. Walker, unsurprisingly, 45.7. Icky, 45. But he had an 85.9 pass blocking, but only 35.9 run blocking. That's weird. 
that was Seems a little really backwards. Correct. But yeah. Not a good day for Icky in the run game. Yeah. Shai Smith, 37.8, and Jacob Eza, 29.2. Yeah, you throw an interception in the end zone, that's going to ding your score a little bit. Especially especially when you only had like 10 pl- passes. He looked pretty good before that. I mean, he was I mean, a I know, high... I know the defense was absolutely like letting him have whatever he wanted until yeah. they got to the point to where they decided to intercept him. Um, but I, I mean, he looked better than PJ. Again, I... It's hard I to think say. he was the highest-rated quarterback in preseason this year. Was it th- was that this year or last year? Maybe if it was last year, I don't know. I yeah. saw some a stat. That yeah, he I saw was... I saw that same thing. Um, looking on defense, uh, Derek Brown again just continues his stellar season, ninety-one point three. He's a Pro Bowler if he continues this. He yeah, might be I, all pro. I mean, he's he's making my life easier. I don't even have to adjust his name in the stats sheet <laughs> every week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's always at the top. Uh, Corey Littleton had a nice game, 90.7. Then you had Shaq Thompson with a 75.2, but a 28.9 tackle grade. His tackle grade for the season, I think, is in the 30s. It's miserable. That's why... Another reason I wouldn't be too upset if he found himself on a different team. Yeah. Uh, Brian Burns with a 74.7 and Miles Hartsfield with a 73. Uh, looking at the bottom five, you got Aaron Mosby, didn't play a ton, 49.5. Keith Taylor, 45. Phil Hoskins, 41.7. Damian Wilson, 39.5. And Dante Jackson, 37.5. He's been, he, a, he's been a disappointment this year. He's been a huge disappointment. I was going to say, he's been a very continuous person on these bottom fives. I think there's only been like two games he hasn't been. And we pay, paid him pretty good money. Yeah. Now he's talking about a tweaked ankle or something else, and it's like you're always injured. I, I wish we would have saved that money and went with Stephon Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore's having a great year. Yeah, yeah. pair I, him I, with JC. That would have been scary because yeah. Dante is just not doing it. Do you know what CJ Henderson's grade was? Did you happen to, to look at that? Uh I can look it up real quick if you want to kill some time. Yeah, we can vamp a little bit. Um. Yeah, you are you frozen? <laughs> did you did you freeze? Yeah, we'll say that. We'll say I'm frozen. Well, let me talk <laughs> to you guys about CBDX.com real quick while Jerry's looking that up. Uh, CBDX.com, delicious CBD products. Jerry and I personally love the gummies. I have a couple of actually three capsules of gummies on the way. Uh, they help you sleep at night, make you kind of mellow out. Got dealing with some stress. Pop one in. About an hour and a half later, you're feeling pretty good. They also have vapes, which I believe Jerry's wife enjoys. Uh, they have flour. They have um, the uh, disposable vapes. So anything that you really want CBD-related, they've got reasonable prices. And if you want to save even more money, use promo code MEOW. That'll save you 20%, get you free shipping. And then we get a little kickback as well from the company. Uh, so promo code MEOWCBDX.com. Promo code meow. And we are back. And CJ Henderson had a a PFF grade of 70.6. Really? Yeah. That is probably his high of the season, I would bet. Uh, I don't think it's his high. I felt like he was at a top five at one point. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. 
Corey, he might have been at the top five with us in the in the 70s though <laughs> mm-hmm. we've had some some uh, games where we've had some low top five so all right well that's interesting uh you want to move on all right and now we're actually gonna finally start looking at the game preview as dreadful as us panther fans are feeling towards this game but <laughs> Like we do every week, we have a little bit of trivia about our upcoming opponent. Now, the Panthers and the Buccaneers have not always been division rivals. Division rivals. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, the Panthers' highest rushing leader against the Bucks overall, name that player. Overall, like career yes so career rushing leader against the buccaneers yes oh well we've been division rivals since like what the early 2000s mm-hmm. late 90s so i'm gonna guess it's probably one of our probably like jonathan stewart or d'angelo uh sean foster I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with Jonathan Stewart. And you are correct. Okay. He played 15 games against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and rushed for 913 yards for an average of four and a half yards per carry. Okay. D'Angelo Williams played one less game against them for 790 yards, 4.8 yards per carry. I'm gonna guess probably. CMC on that list? Next on that list? No. No? Cameron Jarrell Newton. 16 oh. games, 552, four and a half yards per carry. Okay. I didn't even consider him. If I'd have thought about him, I might would have chosen him. And any guesses for who had the most touchdowns? Probably Cam. It's a tie. T- Cam and D'Angelo. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wow, okay. That's interesting. 15 by, games, 900-something yards. That's and the, not, not right. And the player who has the most rushing yards against them all time, Barry Sanders with like 2,000-something yards. Barry Sanders. You know. <laughs> and his games weren't like but tw- like five more games or six more games than <laughs> the rest of the guys. Barry Sanders could come in right now and probably get you a good quarter, <laughs> you know, 50 yards in a quarter. That might be the only thing he could do, but I think, you know, that guy, incredible. Yeah. Poor Lions, you know, or, or poor, I should say poor Barry Sanders for having to play for the Lions. Yeah. Oh, well. All right. Well, that was good. Fun trivia. Let's move on to something less fun, the injury reports. Wah, wah. Uh, <laughs> the Panthers injury <laughs> report. You know, early in the season, Jerry, we were bragging about how short the injury report was for the Panthers, how healthy everybody was being. Bragging is a very loose term. Well, I said we were excited. We were were pleasantly pleased. I was like, (laughs) some things are going right for us. At least we're not getting injuries. Well, it's caught up to us. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, CJ Henderson is in the concussion protocol, did not practice, would be surprised if he plays this week. Same. Uh, Dante Jackson with an ankle did not practice. Corey Littleton with a groin at a uh, limited practice. Baker did not practice. Uh, Henry Anderson with an elbow did not practice. Sean Chandler hamstring did not practice. J.C. Horn ribs 
limited practice. Excuse me, uh, Anderson and Chandler did practice, but limited practice. Frankie Louvu, shoulder limited practice. Man, I hope he plays this week. Uh, Chenault with a hamstring, limited practice. Elfline and McCaffrey both did not practice. Uh, McCaffrey for rest, Elfline with a hip. And Matt Ioannidis, defensive tackle, neck, limited practice. For the Buccaneers, Cameron Bright, neck, did not practice. Uh, Carlton Davis, corner, uh, with a hip, limited practice. Mike Edwards, free safety, with an elbow, full practice, but listed on the report. Logan Hall, limited practice. The rest of these guys did not practice. Akeem Hicks, Julio Jones, Shaq Mason, Sean Murphy, Bunting. I think Julio Jones missed last week. Mm-hmm. I, I think be surprised he did, too. if he missed this week. I mean, Julio Jones misses like five to six games a year anyway. So Nowadays, yeah, that's yeah. his M.O. Yep. Uh, Sean so. Murphy, Bunting, is having a great year. Um, <clears throat> yeah. It would be very beneficial if he does not play. So. Yeah, this is a good Buccaneers defense. Uh, very good. carrying the team right now. Much like the Panthers. I, I mean, if the Panthers were going anywhere, the defense would be carrying them there. Um, yeah. You know, the Panthers defense just... If we just had an average offense, we would be right there with the Bucks and the Falcons in the standings, but... Because that's kind of what the Bucks are right now. They're an average offense, and one of the top five defenses in the league. And it's not really sarcastic to say that or joking. Yeah, I mean they've they've got some problems. We'll talk about them here in a minute. Uh, the Panthers are eleven point underdogs in this game at home. Mm-hmm. Over mm-hmm. under forty and a half. That over under seems low, but it feels high. I think it's high in my opinion, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. If I'm gonna, if I was betting on this game, I would take the under. The only way I'd take the over is if you think that Brady is gonna come back after getting beat last week yeah. by Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky and take it out on the Panthers, which we have seen in his career is something that he does. <sighs> yeah. I mean, it's you're very well possible, but I've still taken the under because <laughs> I, I something the offensive line injuries and everything else. I think something's off on this offense, in my opinion. The uh, Bucks could score thirty five points, and and the under could still hit. Let's be honest. Yeah, it really yeah. could. All right, well, let's talk about some of the keys to the game for the Panthers to win, Jerry. Um. One big thing with Tom Brady, get pressure on him, especially straight up the middle. You get him pressure on him, he's under pressure. Like most quarterbacks, it drops. For him, it's significant because he's so good when he's not getting pressured. Um, Derek Proud, again, having almost an all-pro season this year. Go Do it. You're going up against some, some guards that maybe can't handle you mason and goodell um according to pff their left guard goodell is really struggling go after him you Mm -hmm. you find number 67 out there you line up Derek brown up against him go for it that's what that's what i would say yeah agreed um really tristan worse their right tackle the only guy who i would say is having a great season yeah. Um, their center is, uh, according to PFF, at least a top 10 guy. He's the only other one other than Werfs that's even in the top 20 at their position. 
whereas the Panthers have, uh, you know, Brown ranked number sixth, uh, number six on the interior defensive line. Yeah. Uh, is 24th. Burns ranked 32nd at an edge rushers. That feels low, but he's just not getting the sacks. Yeah, I think that's what it is because he's getting the yeah. pressures. And Gross Matos. Uh, Gross Matos. <laughs> 108 out of 115. That right side of the line. Man, we knew that was going to be a problem once they got rid of Reddick. We knew that that side of the line was going to be a problem. I wish they'd I, just put like Marquise Haynes, put somebody else over there. Anderson, put somebody else over there. Gross Mondo sucks. Uh, yeah, he's he's not doing good. I mean, this was his year to kind of show that he belonged, and it doesn't. You said one of these players is not like the other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, man, just uh, real rough, real rough. Why, um, why don't we have Horn on this graphic here? Uh, it's probably because he was he's been injured and yeah. they didn't want to put him on. All right, you podcast listener. Well, really, none of y'all know what I'm talking about. That was just a question for Jerry. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, keys of the game. You you mentioned let Derek Brown feast. Yeah, he needs to be in. In uh, Tom Brady's face, as we know, Tom Brady always struggles under pressure, Jerry. Mm -hmm. Especially up front. Through that middle, got it. Um, Yeah, I mean, just look at his PFF grades. When he's kept clean, you know, clean pockets, PFF grade is elite, right? Elite. High 80s. Yeah. Uh, Any kind of pressure at all under pressure drops to the 50s, his PFF grade. So that's, uh, you know, average or below average. Uh, This has been Tom Brady's whole career. It could be a Sam Darnold good game. That's true. That's true. When I say average, you know that that, that excludes all Carolina Panthers quarterbacks. <laughs> um, Guys, we're just trying to fr- continue on and not cry. <laughs> hey, I mean they've watched the games; they know. Uh, and, and another interesting stat for Tom Brady is when he is blitzed, his PFF score drops by like twenty points. Yeah. Versus when he's not blitzed. So, pressure. Bring the pressure. I mean, S- Steve Wilkes, you're a guy that is known for blitzing. You like to blitz. You like to be aggressive. Let's see that. I want to see that this week. The analytics oh. show that Tom yeah. Brady isn't perfect, and that's how you get to him. Yeah. He's as perf- as good a quarterback as there's ever been in the league. He is 45 years old. He does not want to get hit. No. He does not want to get hit. And he's and he's showing it more this year than he ever has. Yeah. I mean, I'm 41, and when I wake up sometimes, we were talking about neck injuries being out, did not practice. I feel like I did not practice. I would have a DNP <laughs> just from waking up sometimes from the way I sleep. I can't imagine being 45 years old and, and go and play. Yeah, yeah, like that. Well, you know, money does some interesting things. For your I body. mean, yes, he is obviously... A pristine athlete, and I am yeah. not by any stretch. But I'm just saying, you get to that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, our next key here is going to be run the ball well. Not only run the ball well, but run the ball well to set up the passing game through yes. play action. Something we haven't seen all season long. Yeah. And I also put it in quotations. They must take shots. This whole, I'm not passing it past 10 yards BS is not going to work. I, I, I get they, they have a great secondary. I am not knocking their secondary. 
But you, but you have to take a chance. Uh, last week, and I don't have the exact number for me, but last week, I believe... No, I, I do know this. Last week, P.J. Walker's longest completion in the air was five yards. Yeah. Okay. His average, I believe his average air yard per completion was like 0.1. I mean, it's something ridiculously low. I think it's the lowest in NFL history. He threw four passes past the line of scrimmage. Four Only passes. Only one of which was completed. Yeah. Right? Six yeah. yards. Yeah. Four pass attempts past <laughs> the line of scrimmage. Which, he's P.J. Walker. Like, they don't trust him. I get it. But we've seen P.J. Walker in the past go downfield. Like, he has a decent arm. You have to... And you're 1-5 in now. Like, what do you have to lose? If you have that much gravitas that you don't want him to pass the line... pass, Pass the line of scrimmage, he shouldn't be on the NFL roster. Well, we don't think he should have been on the NFL roster, roster anyway. We we all know the reason why he is, because he's a Matt Rule guy. Yeah, you're um, right. I, I should have said it like that. But that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I, you've got to get let him at least sling it some. You've got to get your, you know, passers out there. I mean, come on. Like, you got to let DJ Moore, Chenault, Smith, that's... someone try something besides a screen pass. Well, would you... Is there anyone who would rather see P.J. Walker than Jace, Jacob Eason this week? I'd much rather see Jacob Eason. I don't think Jacob Eason would win the game for us. I don't oh, think dude. he'd be, even be very good. I just want to see him. I, I just don't want to see P.J. Walker anymore. You know what? I absolutely agree with that. I would I would prefer him to. Yeah. I, I don't know anybody that, wa- that wants to see P.J. Walker go out there other than Matt Rule and Matt Rule guys. You know, that, that's it. Jacob Beeson in cleanup time. He threw five passes past the line of scrimmage last night week. Yeah. And, and again, we're not going to look too deep into that because, nah. you know. They're the, the playing soft zones. Yeah. Yeah. They were giving him whatever he wanted. But he was accurate. He hit the, he hit the guys. That's more than you can say for Baker so far this year. Yeah. He you was know, more he's, accurate. He's very <laughs> str- struggled a lot to hit wide open guys. So, um. Let's see. Whoever the, whoever starts at QB, and we know it's going to be P.J. Walker now, facing an uphill battle against this defense, which ranks 7th in the league and only gives up 193 passing yards per game. That's not a good matchup for us. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a good matchup for us. Um, I, don't, I mean, what else can you even say? Like, we've been so bad this year. On offense, We it, it's looked inept. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like they're interested in trying anything else. No, it at last week I was very excited the first two drives. I was like, okay, we're trying to get PJ Walker in the groove, mm-hmm. which is great because I think that would have helped with Baker Mayfield because they mm-hmm. never wanted to do that. But then they just they they stopped. They they didn't continue on to get into that play action, to get into that fake screen slant deep pass, you know. Spoken yeah. goes and stuff like that. They didn't try it. <clears throat> didn't try anything. Didn't I mean, anything. It, it was, yeah. I mean, that's, I, that's I as bad as the deep as the offenses looked all year, and it's looked bad all year. And this was the worst. Mm-hmm. Ten for sixteen for sixty yards. That's what PJ was. I mean, for he, mo- I mean, he played most of the game. Uh, everything got, with the last drive. You have to try something. 
Because obviously, you have with to the, do something. Yeah. They, they, what they've done is not working. Third down percentage is another, one of my keys. You've got to try to convert more on third down. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got to. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. obviously, they try every third down, but you have to convert more. This 25% conversion rate, abysmal. You tire out this defense that's been keeping you in games for a half, three quarters. And they're just gassed. Yeah. And, and, and again, the first few drives last week, they were getting into like third and two, third and three. Mm-hmm. That's what they have to do. They weren't really converting them, but <laughs> they were getting into them. So they need to figure out how to get pick up those three to four yards on third down. I mean, they... And this is what we've talked about for years. Like, that's your big tight end, right? That's your possession receiver. Mm-hmm. That's that's where the that's Greg Olson made a career out of that. You know, being that safety valve, being that guy that you can count on when you need a catch, a big guy that has good hands. We don't have that on the roster. No. You know, we we what? Who's our tallest receiver? Marshall, I think, yeah. like six three, has terrible hands, can't get open, can't run a route. DJ Moore can catch the ball, but even he's not the best route runner, and nobody's throwing him the ball. Uh, Shy Smith hey. can't catch the ball. I mean, Robbie Anderson's gone. He could never catch the ball. Like, Chenault doesn't play. We don't even know what he is. Yeah. Yeah, Ian Thomas can't catch the the ball. Tommy Trimble can't catch the ball. The only person to catch the ball on the team is Christian McCaffrey. And they don't use him correctly in those spots. What do you do, Jerry? How do you fix it? Get a new coaching staff next year. (laughs) Blow it up. Start all over again. (laughs) No, I don't think you blow it up. We don't blow it up. There, there's still good pieces here. There are. There are still good pieces here. Now, um, any thoughts of the key of the games before we move on? I mean, like, like you said, the third down thing. You know, convert your third downs. Get the defense off the field on the Bucks' third down. Third downs. You know, this is. It's been. This has been the problems all season long. Those it's two been things. Three major years. Major problems. Two and a half yeah. years now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, I don't see it changing. Uh, you know, we're talking keys of the game here. What is your confidence that they can do any of these? Very low. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. low. We need to see it. Steve Wilkes today said that he wants to see Bank of America Stadium packed. <laughs> he wants to see a sea of blue. Well, man, put out a product people want to come pay to see. Yeah. Because right now, nobody wants to go. You know, people want to go, but they don't want to go and be depressed the whole time. I don't want to be cold and watch this team get slaughtered like 20-something to two, three. Yeah, two's safety, but three? (laughs) They scored three points on offense last week, Jerry. They scored three points on the first drive. (laughs) They scored nothing else that happened on offense the rest of the game. I mean, you think I, I like I said, this Panthers offense has scored ten touchdowns. Thirty percent have been on defense. 
30% of our touchdowns are from the defense. That's a big number. So last week they scored ten or three points. I think we had a defensive touchdown against the 49ers. So I yeah. think that was the uh, the only touchdown that they'd scored that game. So we're looking at the Cardinals, I think, is the last time the Panthers scored a offensive touchdown. Yeah, Baker Mayfield threw a touchdown against the Saints two weeks ago. <sighs> and that it, it was only one one touchdown, by the way. Yeah. That whole game. So Yeah. Well, you know, this you know, next key to the game, score some points, maybe. Try that. <laughs> you know? I mean, I just feel uh, like uh, I'm John Madding it. You know, the goal of the game is to score more points than the other team. I we need John Madden. We need somebody to tell this team <laughs> that. They don't seem to understand it. <laughs> like if I don't see something different this week, just attempt. Just attempt something. Even if you don't get it, and you probably won't. It probably won't work because I don't think we have the quarterback to make it work. But you have to try. Show some effort. Show some balls. Do something. Yeah. I mean, if they don't show something this weekend, I bet you you're not even going to show up on Sunday to record. I may not. (laughs) I may not. I will not be here this Sunday. <laughs> I, do have, I do have something else going on. I'm going to be deep in the woods in a tent with no silver serve. I probably won't even know if the Panthers won until Tuesday. And with a so, bunch of other men, sweaty, yeah, sticky. That's right. Yep. <laughs> Just cooking steaks and drinking beer. It's going to be All a lot right. of fun. Let's move on um, to our predictions yeah. here. Uh, All right. Starting it off, beer bet of the week. Now... This is one you came up with. Who will have more receptions? Christian McCaffrey or all the other receivers and tight ends put together? <laughs> no, all, the, all the, the, the whole rest of the team. It could be running backs too. Anybody else <laughs> on the team. Because last week, McCaffrey with seven, everybody else with six. This is I, not a crazy bet. I, I, th- I think they're going to attempt to try to get the ball downfield a little bit more. But I have no hope. I'm going Christian McCaffrey. I'm taking Christian McCaffrey on that. It's the smart. It's the smart choice. I'll take the rest of the team just because, you know, I think the odds are probably better that the rest of the team gets more receptions. But in my heart, I think we're seeing like a ten catch McCaffrey game for like forty three yards, and everybody else just gets almost nothing. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, game predictions. Jerry, what are your thoughts on the final score of this football game? Well, Panther fans, I'm sorry that I will be here alone with you to discuss <laughs> the shellacking of a score of 26 to 6. I'm going to give them 6 because I think the defense will somehow, defense and special teams will pull off uh, giving them 3 points. <laughs> yeah, they'll get us in good field position. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's that's that sounds about right. Um, I'm gonna go 24-10. I think we get another defensive touchdown. Um, Three weeks yeah, in a row. Bas- basically the same score as last week. Yeah, I mean, I just I have no no faith that this offense will do anything. Um, I think it'll be probably close again at halftime, like probably within a touchdown. But in the second half, they'll just run away with it. Yeah. 
All right. right. Well, let's uh, let's quickly run through the other NFC South games here. There is a Thursday night game uh, that features an NFC South team: the Cincinnati Bengals visiting the New Orleans Saints. That's on Prime Video. Ooh. You look confused there, Jerry. Did you update the South games? Uh, no, did you? No, I did not. So we do not have okay, the NFC okay. South games okay, today. Okay, then. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Saints-Cardinals Thursday hold night. Hold on. Hold Sorry. on. Saints-Cardinals. I knew the Saints were playing Thursday night. So Saints-Cardinals Thursday night. Uh, hold on. I, I paused it. So if, oh, you, okay. if you want to pull up all the games real quick. Uh, I got it. I got it. I'm up. Okay. Saints Cardinals. Yeah, Saints Cardinals. <laughs> Saints Cardinals Thursday night. Bagel Saints was we'll last week. We'll edit that to where it'll be seamless, Jerry. Uh, <laughs> not on the video. I'm not spending that much time going and editing that. All right. So Amazon Prime, Saints Cardinals. Uh, I have no idea who's going to win the game. Honestly, I don't really care. They're both two and four. Neither team is very good. Uh, I guess if I had to guess, I'd probably pick the Saints. Robbie Anderson will actually stress and play. Only being there for a couple yeah. days. Oh, he should. He should. I think isn't Hopkins back? Yeah, he is. Okay. So yeah, uh, Cardinals probably win that one. Uh, Bucks Panthers, of course, we just talked about, and then the Falcons visit the Bengals. Mm. That could be an interesting one. Both both three and three. Uh, Bengals underachieving. Falcons overachieving. That that might be a fun game. I think if I were gonna be here, I'd prefer to watch that game than the Panthers game. I think that game will be more interesting. Yeah. yeah. You, you may be I mean, lo- as sad as it is. You're lucky because you're going to get to watch the condensed version of this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I already know how it's going to end, though, so. <laughs> All right. Well, Jerry, I think that's going to do it. All right. We want to thank everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at MailMixPodcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at MailMixPodcast.com. If you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on our show. Please like and subscribe on YouTube. Jerry will be back on Sunday to recap this football game that you all will be watching. Uh, And then we'll be back middle of the week next week to discuss uh, week seven. So until then, everybody stay safe out there and keep pounding.